0: This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 17 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Um, Ellie is back and this is I think our third week. We've been two weeks out without just you and I. We had Hannah and then last week was the first time you were not on the podcast and Courtney stepped up. Courtney stepped up to the plate and filled in while you were out in where?
1: Utah, Salt Lake City.
0: How is it out there? Beautiful. That's going to be... I'm just I'm just shooing her phone away from the...
1: Oh, I thought you were pointing at it because you want me to do something.
0: No, no, no. No, no. no. I, I didn't want it so people could hear like the crack... Maybe they can't hear the crackling, but whatever. Um, so how was Utah? I've never been.
1: Really? Um, it was really awesome. They have a lot of very interesting laws about alcohol there, which I learned because Friday night I went out with some friends um, that I have that live there, and they have they have weird locks that they put on their alcohol bottles so it measures out exactly one ounce shots and you like you don't get bartenders that give you a little more you know
0: that's a state law
1: it's a state law it's because of the mormons thanks a lot john
0: <laughs> john's a mormon
1: no but he, he grew up mormon so i, I really him. yep oh.
0: um my favorite where was it salt lake city
1: yeah it's, it's a beautiful city but just very interesting some of the laws you could tell were
0: how how far is that from aspen
1: I have, I have no idea. Remember
0: in Dumb and Dumber when he's like, where are you heading? And she's like, ask And <laughs> he goes, California. love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, that's great. And how was your conference? Super boring. Okay. Which Super I figure boring. most yeah. conferences are. Yeah. You had people that you knew that were there though? Or no, did you went with?
1: No. no almost never.
0: Oh, so you just like... Make new friends. Oh, so when you went out with friends, you were new friends. No,
1: I went out with friends that I knew who I've known previously, not work-related friends.
0: But they lived in Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah, like she's live there always
0: oh okay okay so this was not part of your no not work related gotcha okay um so that's good so we're glad we're glad to have you back um and ellie brought me the park bros coffee Mm -hmm. which is where you used to work house roast i'm super excited to try it probably be this weekend but i'm excited um is that your favorite coffee one of them
1: Yeah, it's my favorite coffee. It's the only one. I I drink very few coffees black because I'm very picky about the flavor, and I love drinking their house host black.
0: Is their only operation out there in Potsdam?
1: For the time being. (laughs) I'm doing everything in my power to get them to Plattsburgh.
0: There we go. Can't wait. Um, You got the email I sent you?
1: Yes, and I forwarded it on.
0: Cool. Okay pumped. Um all right, so uh today guys we we just got back from the chamber after hours. Uh, it's a little we we came back a little late, but actually it's super bright out right now because we're getting close to the longest day of the year, only about a, what, 5 weeks out, 6 weeks out.
1: And it's still 50 degrees out.
0: Yeah, it's still uh, we're still in, uh, <laughs> late winter right now. So, um but we were kind of going over some topics that we wanted to talk about. Um we didn't really have many top or we didn't have any topics so a couple things that one I want to mention I'm going to let Ellie mention her first topic so you guys can hear me not talk for a little bit and then I will mention my topic and we'll wrap it up this will be a pretty quick episode so Ellie hit us.
1: Oh, well, I guess, I guess mine's pretty quick. Um, I just think that sometimes people don't have realistic expectations when they're looking for a home. And, and part of that is, um, and you know, I'm going through the home buying process myself right now, and I've experienced it a little bit with my mother is some, some people haven't bought in so long that they expect prices to be similar to how they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. So, you know, I'm telling my mother, as we're looking, I don't want to look on under 90,000. I think it's going to be very hard to find a, a home that's not going to require a significant amount of repair under ninety thousand. And she says, "Oh no, that's ridiculous. I've never spent over a hundred thousand for a home." Like, well, yes, but <laughs> like you bought the house in Tennessee in the eighties, and and now it's worth two hundred fifteen. Like that should show you how things appreciate. Um, and I and I do have you know I work with some people sometimes who will say, "Okay, I, I would like a home. I want it to be three bed, two bath, no major repairs, fifty thousand or less." And that's not going to happen. It just that's not the way things work right now. It would be like saying that you want to get a car for under two grand and not have any repairs or problems with it. It's just you'd be very lucky or you'd have to have someone who's gonna hand you something essentially for that to work out.
0: One of my biggest one of my biggest pet peeves so take take anybody that's out there looking at homes you have the asking price, the list price that's what the seller would like to get for the property That's why they put it on. That price. So real estate, there's no price... I, I always tell clients, there's no price tag in real estate. Meaning if you were... To, Ellie bought that coffee for me. She didn't go to the counter and say, oh, I see you guys are selling for $12.99. Can I get it for $8.99? And then they haggle you back and forth. You don't do that. Yes, I know you can go to like a market at, you know, and do that kind of stuff. But for the most part, if you walk into a store, there's a price tag. And you either pay it or you don't. Yep. Real estate's not like that. Meaning you can actually haggle with the, the seller for the price, meaning I'll pay you this, I'll pay you that, and then you gotta find an agreement. Um the, the one thing that I really that bothers me a lot, and this happens with people buying all the time, especially in today's market, people that list their property uh, for sale, they have it the asking price obviously, but some people are always like, well, that price is always high. Sellers always ask high. There's they never ask, you know, what they should or I never want to pay what the, have the old uh, advice from the the, uh, the uncle who bought a home thirty years ago, or mom and dad, will never give them what they're asking. Well, I get the I get the idea behind that is you're always trying to get a better deal for yourself. The way I view real estate is that, especially in today's day and age, there's a lot of times I tell clients I'm like, hey, you're gonna sell in this range, in this five to ten thousand dollar range. Let's be very aggressive and go right in that range and watch what happens because in this market you're gonna get very good offers. I've done that. Multiple times in the last couple of weeks, we've gotten multiple offers above asking price, or we get an offer within a day that's at asking price, and we cancel the showings because we get a, they waive the home inspection. They'll give you asking price. There's a lot of things that people do in this market because it's so competitive to buy a home that instead of overpricing your home, put it where it should be. But what happens is even if we're doing that and the good buyers re- realize the deal, problem is you'll get other people that go look at the house and be like, "Oh, you're asking 150000 I'm not gonna give them over 140 it's not worth 150 and within a week it's gone closes at 150 148 something like that Um, and then the person's wondering why their offers aren't getting accepted and they do it again and they do it again Um, or they get to the point where they get an offer and it's like you guys like the house sure we're gonna make an offer okay they come in and then all of a sudden it's like well we're not going over that price okay well let me ask you we're say five to ten thousand dollars apart just asking price-wise your dollar amount budget Can you cover what they're at? Yes, we comfortably can. And you guys like the house? Yes, we like the house. So the number you're saying you don't want to go over is just some number you have in your head about why you don't want to go over. Now, you might factor in, well, we got to do this and we got to do that and everything else. But I've seen plenty of times that number is already factored in, meaning – like if you that stuff was all done you wouldn't be buying it at 130 be buying it 175 Mm -hmm. so don't go at 130 thinking now we got to get the price down to 110 because we want to put $20,000 into it no if that 20,000 was into it it would probably be worth 30 or $40,000 more Um, and I find that people a lot of buyers get this idea in their head that we're not going over a certain amount and I'm a big believer in real estate and I, I love when I'm working with agents and there's a few agents in the area that have the same mindset what do we have to do to get this deal together Meaning, what can both buyer and seller be a price range that we can all work with that is going to allow them to get in and allow them to sell? And at the end of the day, we're trying to get people into a home that somebody wants to sell. And I'm not a big believer in, you know, me and you, I have a seller, you have a buyer. I'm not a big believer in, well, let's try to, you know get this seller and milk them for everything they have and yeah. then you on the other side like let's get this seller or let's get the seller or the seller down as much as possible and I'm trying to get the buyer up as high as possible yes I'm trying to get the most amount of money for the client uh, as a, if I'm the listing yeah. agent for the seller but at a certain point um there's always a point where now we're negotiating and now we're five thousand apart seven thousand ten thousand three thousand apart and it's like okay guys w- what can we do to make this deal happen we're so close we're talking dollar amount we're talking dollars per month. I mean, you got to look at it like that. You're not, it's like when you buy a car, I don't know what yeah. cars are worth. I know what my budget is. But at the end of the day, am I comfortable doing it? Yeah, whatever. I'll pay it. Like I, I can get in that range. And I think people are trying to, they, they get this certain, this is this is happening at two in the morning. <laughs> um, but, but what happens is that that price bracket, there's all, people have this like number in their head that they're not going to go over. And I always ask them like, well, what makes you think that it's worth that amount? Or what makes you, why wouldn't you go pay another $2,000 above that? Like, we're not going over 120, not doing it. Like, is it because that number's too high in your budget? If it is, why are we looking at 130, dollars to $40,000 homes? Yeah. Because it's hard to get someone down, especially in this market that much. Um, and then they'll fight you on it. Be like, oh, I wanna look at the one above or above. I'm like, that's fine, but you have to be willing to pay up in that range. And most of these homes, I I see a lot of homes. I can go into a home and I can tell you, yeah, I think that's a good deal. And then people will still try to sometimes get it lower. And I'm like, okay, don't listen to me and you'll lose out in the house. Um, and at the end of the day too, I had one yesterday. I went to the house. I think it's $20,000 overpriced. Many people asked me about it and I said, you can, I mean, if you love the house, go for it. I think it's overpriced, but you can. And I mean, they're always backed by an appraisal, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, you know, I, I, I have a very good pulse on prices because I just, I've, I've seen a ton of homes. I yeah. go, I go in dozens of each week. Um, so I, I, I have a very good, um, idea of what homes go for. And then you have a buyer that's looked at a few homes and all of a sudden they become an expert at it. It's not over, it's not worth more than that. I'm like, okay, well, sure enough, gets under, goes under contract and we see it come through the MLS that it closed right where it should have closed. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think any buyers, if you guys are out there, you know, listen to your agent. But the other thing too, is if you have, if you have this idea in your head that there's a certain number, unless it's where your budget actually falls, meaning you cannot financially go above that look at stuff within your budget but I think if you're looking at homes within your budget and you love the home at the end of the day you're fine you're comfortable you can make the payment you don't try to you know get cheap and try to keep nickel and diming them down you're gonna lose the home um, I mean I, I bring it up when I bought my home I I was probably the worst I didn't negotiate down at all I waived my home inspection I literally I, I knew at the end of the day we, we had to get in that home at that time where we, we were not gonna get the home Um so I had a bigger factor than dollars and cents when I was looking at it. Could I have sit the, sit there and tried to negotiate them down five thousand? Sure. At the end of the day, it, what was I gaining really? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think a lot of buyers, especially in this competitive market, take a step back. If you're in your budget, meaning you're qualified up to one hundred and fifty, we're looking at any homes one hundred and fifty or under, whatever we can get it down to, and you know you can get the home, go for it. Like don't nickel and dime for a couple, of, you know, a few dollars off your budget. Um, I just think that's the wrong mindset going in. Mm -hmm. And I think you're in a position where you're going to lose more than you're going to gain doing that. Um, so if you're a buyer out there, stay within your budget, but know that if the house is within your budget, go for it. You know, especially if you really like the home, don't sit there and nickel and dime for another three to $4,000 off on your dream home. Trust me, 10 years from now, you won't even know what you paid on your home. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, especially in today's market, these values are going to appreciate. Mm -hmm. So, even if you buy a home today you think at 150 is overpriced guess what 5 to 10 years from now that's probably 180 200 mm-hmm. you you're, you're more than making up your money yeah, right now equity. right now is such a good time to buy a home because of the investment um, aspect in the sense that it's going to appreciate we've seen prices from last year already go up 10% and i don't see that slowing down and if you bought your home even longer ago it's going up i have people right now reaching out that bought their home 2 3 years ago that may like, like uh, eh, house is a little small. We want to turn around. I'm like, actually I think we can do it because the market's gone up. Usually somebody can't swing around and turn it that quick. Cause you don't have enough equity in the property. Now people that bought two to three years ago, I think can sell still come out on top and get into the next home, which is we've never, I, have, I mean, I've never seen that in, almost 10 years.
1: The woman that I'm buying my home from, I only know this cause I, um, I, I looked the home up on the tax base cause I was curious about the age and, and different stuff. But when she bought the home about 15 years ago, it was for worth um 62,000 and now we're buying it for 143. Mm-hmm. And that's just and how the, much in 15 years, that's, a, that's incredible.
0: And that will probably be, even if you stay in that for seven years, are you selling that for 165 in seven years? Like you're going to make money. You're going to like, that's already building equity in Absolutely. a sense. You're buying it kind of as a low point. That's the way I look at my home. Like I, yeah, I bought it, but we'll, I mean, if we want to sell in three to four years, I guarantee you, we're going to easily make that up and more. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's just something to think about. Cause I think real estate's always a, is still a good investment. Um, I'm just very bullish on our area. Um, I think our area is really going to pop in the next Absolutely. five to 10 years. Um, Me with a lot of other local people, I think, um, you know, I think I hate the people with like the the doom and gloom attitude, everything sucks, everything, this and that. I'm like, I'm, I'm so pro our area that I think we have so many good people working hard in our Mm -hmm. area uh, from people in the chamber, from local business people to the teachers to um, people working on tourism and everything else. It's like our, our, in our people down in the state um, you know people, our state and, and, and um, federal representatives I think they're just all doing some very positive stuff for our area and I think we're gaining a lot of support and and notoriety at the state level and even the national level yeah um, and I, I'm really excited about where our community is heading um, over the next 5, 10, 20 30 years and I think it's good I think I think our generation is gonna live through a really prosperous um,
1: Golden age. Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say golden age,
0: but I think like a turn, meaning that we're gonna we're gonna like accomplish a lot in our lifespans. Like I, I think agree. we'll set up our future generations and our future kids for a very positive um, future or next generation or their kids after that. So I think that's good. Um, I don't know. That's my thoughts for the day. That's good. I don't know where that last one came from, but that's that's good. So, <laughs> so um, our, on a positive our, note, yeah. Our our hashtag we use is local matters, which is obviously our. Um, we do that amongst our company, and, and I you see me post that all over social media. Uh, but my biggest thing that I've really kind of tried to adopt over the last handful of months or, or six months to a year is really how can we help the, the community grow, meaning I'm not big. And we talked about this with a couple podcasts ago with Ellie and Hannah, that we're not looking to, we're trying to build everybody up. And I like the analogy of trying to Build the tallest building or help everybody build the tallest building versus tearing people down um, So I'm very big on local matters. I think it's bigger than just Kavanaugh. I like it And I think it's a slogan that um, I would love to see other local businesses um, you know a ad- or adopt and, and use and really really focus on supporting our local community and and, and growing um, you know as individuals as as individual companies and as uh, an entire area because um, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of good people in our area, and if we can all f- focus on supporting each other and helping each other grow um, and bringing outside investments into the area and outside um, developments and, and things like that, so people are investing in our community, that's just going to leave our community a much better place than we found it. Um, so if you guys can, that is the story behind Local Matters. Um, so I hope you guys can support that initiative um, and Yeah, handed out a couple green shirts today, so wear those proudly. Again, that's part of the um, Local Matters campaign, and uh, I think it'll be good. I think you guys will see us at the Business Expo coming up soon. I'm sure we'll talk about that maybe on the next podcast because we'll be getting close. We're going to have a really busy June. Oh yeah. Be good. I mean like busy. I mean obviously the market's stupid crazy which is great. I yeah, love it. I thrive, I thrive on that that energy <laughs> but uh, talk, talking more from like just our internal company. Um, we've had some good things or, or some cool things coming up um, that milestones I think that I've been wanting to hit for years and I think it, it's we're finally getting there which is cool. Um, so anything else Ellie? No that's it. Anything else you want to add because I rambled on for at least 12 of this 15 of the 17 minutes. No. I have that tendency.
1: It's okay. It's all right. I don't mind.
0: I don't either. I don't I'm, care. I'm just
1: learning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, that's it. That's all I wanted to go through. So um, Ellie, any, any news coming up this week that we can leave the listeners looking forward to next week? Wanting to come back from, for episode 18?
1: It's supposed to warm up.
0: There you go. It's supposed to be 70 this week. I know. Touch on 70, uh, which is actually- Praise for,
1: the Lord. <laughs> so, so
0: my my, uh, my second child is due any day. Oh, a, wow. Any hour. That's exciting. Sunday's the due date. Today is Thursday. So coming up, um, they will be born in about 60 to 70 degree temperatures. When my first child was born, it was like 20 degrees below zero for about 10 days in a row. And it was frigid. (laughs) I remember walking out to the car to, I was bringing stuff out to the car. I was so cold. I started the car. I couldn't even, I didn't have the energy to bring the cart back, run back out to the car, get my car and bring it in. I was like, nope, I'll let my car run for a half hour. Then I got out and it was so cold that I like I'm, – I'm not joking. This is how bad it was. So put everything in the car, brought the little buggy back, and it was so cold I was not running back out to get to the car. I didn't want to run – not run, like I probably would have ran the 50 yards to my car. So instead I went back in. Rewarm myself, got back, walked out, got the car, brought it back, and it was toasty when I got back to it. It was so cold.
1: (laughs) I can feel that in my bones. (laughs) So
0: it was one of the coldest stretches I've ever seen to the point where like it gave you a headache to walk outside. It was so cold. Mm -hmm. And I had hat and gloves on too. So to put it in perspective, it was frigid. It was December of 2017 for anybody that wants to fact check me on that. It was frigid. Um, So that's it. So that was just um, a random fact of the day that my kids are born completely opposite times of the year. One warm, one cold. Semi-warm, because we're still in the winter.
1: It's supposed to be... Last year, this time, it was almost 80. I'm just saying. Was it? Step your game up, New York. Yeah, I only know because my Snapchat was reminding me of my past histories, and it showed me one that I took last year, a week ago, um, of me and Brittany hanging out on our balconies drinking wine, because it was 80.
0: The days. I talked to Brittany before this podcast. She's doing well. Yeah. We love her. Yep. good, good, (laughs) Great friend of the show. All right, so for... Ellie. And myself. That is episode 17 17 of (laughs) Realty Talk. We will see you all next week. Bye.